Hello, welcome to a new week of Destination Tokyo. 10 minutes or so of chat daily about the Paralympics and Olympics. I'm Mark Shardlow. I've covered five Olympic Games and five Paralympic Games for the BBC. And I'm using these podcasts to talk to the athletes, get their stories and raise money for Maggie's Cancer Centres, more of which later. Well, today's guest is a terrific one. She has uh, some great opinions, thoughts about uh, female athlete health after her recent diagnosis of endometriosis and also mental health during lockdown times. It is three times Paralympian in swimming, a medal favourite in her relatively new sport of para-canoe, Charlotte Henshaw. Good morning. <laughs> uh, cold, frosty mornings like this. Uh, I take my hat off to you guys who get on the water when it's so bitter. Oh, I know. And this is something that I... I never really took notice of the weather when I was swimming and, you know, because we just kind of roll out of of the house, jump in the car and then a swimming pool is hot all year round. So I never really took notice of the weather. So when I moved over to Paracanoe, I found myself just starting to look out the window in the morning and thinking, oh, that's going to be tough on the water today. Or, oh, look, isn't it lovely and sunny? That would be beautiful today. So, yeah, days like today are are pretty tough and very, very chilly. But um, it is it is lovely to be outside. I, I can't I can't say that it isn't. <laughs> yeah, look, how are you? You've had some health issues to contend with. Well, certainly over the last few weeks. How's it going? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, so I had a diagnostic surgery just before Christmas never an ideal time to have surgery if you're an athlete but certainly I hadn't planned on you know having it done in what is potentially a a Paralympic year so that was quite something to get my head around um but we kind of figured that it was important to get a diagnosis which we did um and so I'm I've been diagnosed with endometriosis which is a you know a very common female health issue um but yeah, I'm doing well, thank you. I'm six weeks post-surgery. I'm back training, not quite full steam, but almost there. And um, yeah, just happy to have um, a diagnosis so that we can kind of manage it moving forward because I was getting pain and, and not understanding what it was. And I think that uncertainty really wasn't helpful um, on the on the day-to-day, you know, trying to manage it and train and not know what was causing it. So um, I feel much more relaxed knowing that we have an idea of what it is and we can plan accordingly, which is which is great. How long have you been training or competing with the pain then, Charlotte? I first had symptoms. Uh, now I know it was symptoms of this. Uh, I would say probably about seven years ago when I was still swimming. And they've over the seven years, the pain has become more frequent and more intense and it, typically endometriosis takes a long time to to get diagnosed because it it the symptoms that it gives you are so similar to a lot of other things and the only way unfortunately to diagnose endometriosis is by surgery and so obviously the the doctors go down the route of the less invasive investigations first which leads them down the route of maybe other things being the cause so um, it's been a long time and only recently, sort of the last 18 months, has it become so sort of severe at points that, um, you know, I, I really was trying to push for a more specific diagnosis because it was starting to affect my training. So, yeah, very happy to have it. And um, I'm very aware that lots of people have to wait a long time to get that diagnosis. And the condition of endometriosis, it seems to be one of those that that hasn't really been openly discussed in the past. 
Uh, and I'm talking to athlete Steph Reed tomorrow, and I know she's big on female athlete health. And I've just mm-hmm. listened to a fascinating podcast with Emily Diamond, the, the middle distance runner, with uh, Martin Rooney and Dan Greaves. And she was talking about research around uh, period pain, periods, and contraception particularly. And listening mm-hmm. to Steph and Emily, it does feel that science behind, especially female athlete health, has been neglected. Would you subscribe to that? I think so. I mean, I'm glad that it's becoming a topic that seems to be spoken about a lot more. I've seen over the last 12 months, certainly a a big shift in how much it is talked about within sport, but also in the media. And part of the reason that I was able to to start to realise that perhaps this was um, a female health issue was by starting to track my menstrual cycle. And that only occurred because that those conversations were starting to happen within the elite sport world. So before we were never really encouraged to to monitor our menstrual cycle, which when you think about it, it, it seems silly really, because it's such a big thing that can have an effect on your training every month. So the EIS particularly um, really pushed for female health to be something that um, sports spoke about with their athletes. And we were encouraged to start doing that purely to see how it affected our training. But I think from that, it can start to help you identify things that perhaps aren't normal. And I think that's going to only be a good thing because, you know, there's a lot of things that can affect mood, can affect physical ability to train. And like I say, it seems silly that we didn't do that earlier. So I'm really glad that it is becoming something that people are taking notice of and it it helps to foster those conversations about things like endometriosis and other gynecological issues that um, perhaps people might have been a bit embarrassed to talk about before so yeah it can only be a good thing in in my mind yeah agreed I mean from a reporting point of view I've certainly seen the momentum shift and there's definitely more coverage to to those issues as you said in the last 12 months also to Tokyo um, swimmer Alice Deering spoke to us a week ago and about the uncertainty and this is what she said last week to us can't take your eyes off the prize because the moment you start thinking oh okay I've got nothing to train for I've got no reason to be turning up to training there's no purpose for the season you've lost like just out you've lost so there's just got to keep your mind focused Um, everyone around me all the athletes have all got the same idea as well that the Olympics are going to go ahead they want to be there they want to be the best swimmers there so it's tough to drown out the noise but it's, it's doable uh, this weekend alice has got lots of coverage for her twitter muting she's fed up of all the uncertainty uh dominating press coverage of the olympics and paralympics and you're one of the athletes who said yes alice good for you mm, yes and oh, it's a really difficult situation because obviously people are going to start to speculate about the games but we are planning as if we are going to the games and i think we are very aware of the situation globally we you know we can't avoid that we understand the seriousness of it but as athletes this is something that potentially you've worked for for like alice said you know a decade and a half she's been training for this for her entire life almost and all we can do as athletes is focus on what we know and as it stands at the moment that we're hearing that, that the games are going ahead from the powers that be and so Reading things in the the newspaper or on social media can be quite jarring, and it, it when a lot of it is often based on 
rumour or something that one person has said and then it gets made into an article. And I understand that the interest in it and I understand why people are writing articles, but I think it was really smart of Alice to say, okay, we know this is going to be talked about, but for me, I'm going to just minimise that as much as possible. And you know, I think it's a great thing that she's done to kind of help other athletes to think, oh, maybe I should do that. And it's not just exclusive to sport. At the beginning of the pandemic, right at the start when we were in lockdown, I was becoming obsessed with checking the news every day, multiple times a day to, to see, you know, how many cases we, we had. And I found out that that really wasn't helping me. I was making me feel uh, very anxious. And so I, I thought, well, obviously it's going to be covered. The daily news briefings are going to be on every day, understandably so. But all I can do is control how I absorb that information. And so I put a limit on myself of how many times I could check. And so I reduced that noise and it really helped me. So, you know, it's not just exclusive to the Olympics and Paralympics coverage. It's it's everything to do with this. And I think if anything's come out of this pandemic, it's, um, you know, that real flag about how it's affecting people's mental health and for me it's about trying to sort of control what I can and that is how much information I take in about things that make me anxious. That's great advice and actually it's one I've been telling my family really it's the one thing I've learned from talking to people like you and elite sports people over the years is really the mantra control the controllables and try and shut out the rest. Yeah I I mean athletes live by that mantra it's something that gets told to you from the the start of your career is there's so many unpredictable things in in the world but certainly in sport there's nothing that you can control apart from the immediate that's um you know about you and so that's something that I do try and sort of live in my other non-athlete life and it it is really helpful um certainly for things like this We've known each other, what, for about 10 years or so, and what I've always admired about you is your ability to bounce back, really. I think, you know, if I think back to your first Paralympics and finishing fourth, I always think fourth is a difficult position because you must think, oh, it's so close to medal. And then in London, (laughs) yeah, And then London, I mean, we've spoke about it many times. You broke two world records in the pool and then missed out on gold by three one-hundredths of a second. Uh, You've really had to show character. Yeah. And I think my career has certainly been one of those athlete careers that have been real ups and real downs. And I think it has taught me a lot. I think it's helped me to become, you know, very resilient. And like you say, to have that ability to to bounce back from things when they don't go the way that you want them to. And I think that had I not had that in my career, I, I don't know if I would be the athlete that I am today. Um, those failures if you want to call them that can can teach you almost more than the successes and when you've had a career where you you've had disappointments and you've had frustrating times I I I think it makes the experience a lot richer and and I think I've learned a lot more about myself um, from those so certainly it's helped me over the last couple of years with coming into a completely new world and a completely new sport and you know maybe when things have been going well in comparison to perhaps the earlier couple of years of my career or the last few years of my swimming career since I've been in canoeing it's been fairly successful um but I'm prepared for any eventuality because I've pretty much been through them all so um absolutely those those ups and downs can teach you an awful lot I don't know if you recall I think you once threw at me a quote from the American football coach Vince Lombardi it's not whether you get knocked down it's whether you get up and 
it's a similar, it's, he's not the only person that's ever said that, I'm sure, but uh, it's a really great thing, I think, certainly for athletes to remember. And there's so many things in sport that are beyond your control. You are inevitably at some point going to get knocked down, whether it's by a result or whether it's by an injury or whether it's by something that just doesn't go the way you want it to in training. It it really can vary. Having the tenacity and and the mindset to kind of learn from that is so important. And I think that's why when I see young athletes who are um, so, of course, they're driven, but they it's a really dangerous space to get in personally, I think, to see that you know, being successful and, and winning everything is the only thing that that matters. And of course, it's important. And everybody in sport would love to be successful and wants to win. But I think if you judge your entire career on on that kind of success, if you like, I think it can be in a can create a really dangerous sort of headspace for people. And I don't think it's helpful. Um, and I actually found in my swimming career certainly that when I was so focused on the outcome I actually didn't perform as well because it kind of put so much pressure on me that it stifled the performance and so when I got to a place of you know happiness in what I'd the work I'd put in and a real sense of confidence that I couldn't have done any more prior to x race or whatever it allowed me to unlock a performance that I'd probably had for a long long time but that removal of that focus on the outcome allowed me to to actually get the performance that produced the outcome, if if that makes sense. Um, so I try and live by that now um, in sort of my new new sport. Um, and sometimes it's hard to remember that, but it, it's a it's a really useful thing to try and remember. I think Charlotte, great to chat to you, and hopefully catch up again later next month. Uh, thanks, Mark. Take care. That's Charlotte Henshaw from the GB Para Canoes squad. Tomorrow, her Paralympic colleague Steph Reed is a guest along with Ellen White, the England footballer. And just a reminder that I'm making these podcasts to try and raise some money for charity too. And if you've enjoyed them and you can spare a pound or two, then please go to justgiving.co.uk, search for Destination Tokyo and make a donation to Maggie's Cancer Centres. Even a pound or two would be great and much appreciated. So until tomorrow, thank you very much for listening and goodbye. <laughs>